shoots, and he hits it at the buzzer. No time left, and the Rockets have won the game. We are here to fuel your Rockets news. This is Rockets Field Podcast. I'm your co-host, LaShar Binkley. Of course, you can always find me on Twitter at Binkley Hoops and SB Nation. Uh, also, the Dream Shake, any of my written work. And before we get into the big breaking news of the day, I'm going to give my co-host a chance to introduce himself. All right, I'll be quick so we can hop right in it. Uh, you can find me on uh, <laughs> Twitter or Instagram at Vader H-Town. So, uh, Rockets stuff, uh, a little bit of Houston Texans, and a little bit of Astro stuff as well. So, of course, we just had a show a couple of days ago, so it must be a reason why we're back on uh, not two days later after our last show. And, of course, the big news that broke today was, I think that surprised a lot of people, was that Ime Odoko is now the head coach of the Houston Rockets. The news broke uh, probably like an hour and a half ago. Uh, Woj dropped the Woj bomb on us. Um, I actually saw it on my way home from work. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I was surprised when the news came out because – a lot of people thought that he was pretty much uh, set to go uh, to the Toronto Raptors and that the Raptors made their decision so quickly with Nurse was because they kind of had a plan in place to bring in uh, Ime, and apparently not. The Rockets uh, seemed to move faster, and I guess that that's one of the main reasons why they wanted to uh, cut ties with Coach Silas as soon as they did because Rafael Stone said in the press conference that they're going to move quickly, that they're not going to waste time, that they're going to – um, get right into it. And I guess they weren't lying um, because the Rockets kind of blew up everybody's um, coaching search carousel by bringing in uh, Ime Odoko um, as their next head coach. So before we get too deep into his resume and some of the other stuff that we, you know, we have to talk about uh, with the suspension and the uh, eventual release from the Celtics, uh, why don't you give us kind of your initial impressions when you heard the news? All right. So probably like a lot of people, like the news was just completely unexpected. Like you said, uh, I was just uh, listening to one of my friends. He was talking about how he was taking a nap. <laughs> he was like legitimately taking a nap when the news <laughs> dropped and he thought it was yeah. not real. You know, there's a lot of like fake news accounts out there who put yep. who put stuff out and then you have to double check and triple check, you know, just so you don't get your hopes up or, you know, get, you know, promote uh misinformation or whatever and so he was like yeah i didn't even believe it at first and then me personally like i'm not even gonna lie to you i was like i was trimming my beard i was like doing like some miscellaneous things and then so like i hear that uh you know we hired ma doka and i'm like no no way so i started looking through my phone and i'm like this is insane to me because uh like you said i can i can i kind of had already imagined and penciled him in at, at you know to be a toronto raptor because yeah. I figured, like, why would you let go of a coach um, like Nick Nurse unless you had a clear, like, commitment from another big-name coach? And the the next biggest name other than Nick Nurse was was Adoka, right? Like, yeah. I think, you know, maybe you can make an argument for Frank Vogel, um, but I think, you know, as far as, like, coaching commodities and from, from what we've been discussing, like, he was the next hottest name after Nick Nurse. So it was just kind of like I was really I was really shocked. I was I'm surprised. Um, 
And when we were on the podcast last time, I said I would be per- perfectly happy with uh, Kenny Atkinson, Nick Nurse, or or Doka, yeah. and then Frank Vogel, or even Sam Cassell. Uh, and now that it's happened, I'm just like, wow, you know, like we actually have a coach who has some cachet, who has um, like notor- a name recognition and notoriety around the NBA. You know, like Stephen Silas was a guy who came to us as a up and comer as a guy who was an assistant coach, you know, he had just come off that really great offensive season with the uh, Dallas Mavericks. So, um, you know, we were kind of thinking we might get some of that like creative offensive stuff. And unfortunately we just, it just kind of never materialized here, but um, you saw a a guy like Yadoka go into a situation where um, Brad Stevens had been there and they just kind of had been spinning their wheels for a while. They built a really good program over there with the Boston Celtics, but they just could not get to that next level. And, um, you know, Brad Stevenson went up to the uh, front office and this was his choice. And I've always respected Brad Stevens a lot because I felt like he was a a good basketball mind. I I remember when they hired him, you know, fresh out of college, he was that that young, you know, he was a young up and coming coach at at one point in time. And um, I just to me, it spoke volumes that that Adoka Adoka was his 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 choice. Right. And we know he came from the uh, coach pop coaching tree. He was with the Spurs, not only as a player who, who won a championship, but also as an assistant coach. Right. So um, I'm ecstatic, man. Like I, I'm, I'm holding it together for for, for uh, professionalism sake. But uh, like I said, like the fact that he and he picked us like that to me, that that says something like at this point in time in the hiring process, like he could have like made us sweat, made us wait it out. Um, told us he wasn't ready to make a decision yet, especially if he had a, you know, if Toronto was actually on the table. Um, yeah. And he picked us over to Toronto Raptors, who seemingly are in a, you know, more advanced uh, state right now than we are as far as, like, be- the team being good. But whatever Raphael Stone said to him in that meeting and whatever they talked about, it's like they, you know, they are – on the same page and and that's what really excites me he didn't he didn't wait until uh the nba draft lottery to see if we got victor Wimbiyama. he didn't wait to see if we were going to bring in scoot henderson so that tells me that he is confident in like the ability of like Jalen green and maybe apparition goon or even kevin porter jr or you know some of jabari smith jr Jalen brown yeah (laughs) (laughs) guys who are already here and on the roster and yeah. that, I think he was confident in uh, whatever Raphael Stone told him the plan was. Right. So we've been hearing a lot about like uh, the plan and Raphael Stone doesn't have a plan. Um, and then he got when he finally did do uh, that press conference towards the end of the season or at the end of the season, he was like, yeah, I do have a plan. Like this is all part of the plan. I just haven't fully executed my plan yet. I think uh, bringing in Yudoka as like, the signal of phase two, this is what our plan is. I think like that just gives me a, a, a refreshed uh, sense of confidence in whatever it is that he's going to do next. So that's kind of my initial reaction on like when I saw Doka hired, I'm just like, okay, like we mean business. We didn't bring in an assistant coach and no disrespect. You know, I posted earlier today on Twitter um, respectfully. I saw because I saw like Detroit Piston, the Detroit Piston list of guys who they're bringing in to interview, Kevin for, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To interview for their coach. And it was like, I'm like, who is this guy? Right. I'm like, I don't yeah. know who that is. And, um, you know, maybe that's, you know, since they, I think their last two coaches were Stan Van Gundy and um, uh, what's the other guy that just got there? Dwayne Casey. Right. Right. And so like they, the last two coaches they had were guys who kind of were uh, more established guys and maybe they're looking for a, 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 to hear a fresh voice. 
but we tried that. And I think it's time for us to like bring in a guy who, who is established and who guys are going to respect. And, um, that's pretty like, as far as first impressions, that's, that's, that's how I feel, man. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, basketball wise, it's a, it's a home run. It's a, it's a no brainer. I mean, yes, you had Nick nurse. Um, but at the same time, I mean, <laughs> Ime Doko actually has had uh, more success recently. I mean, yes, he only coached that one year, um, pretty much the first year when they went to the championship before, you know, the stuff that went down with the suspension and getting let go. But I mean, you go back and look at some of the things that uh, players like Jalen Brown said about him, even when he got uh, suspended and let go, he was saying that he wished he landed back on his feet, that he was a leader in the locker room, um, that he really, you know, he, he know he's going to get some, some heat for, it, but he doesn't care. That's how much praise he was heaping on, um, heaping on uh, Udoko. So, to me, that says a lot. I Jason, mean, Marcus Jason Smart, Tatum, yeah, Jason, Jason Tatum, and Tatum and Smart, they both had yep, like they all they all went to bat for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he coached them in the uh, the Olympics when he was coaching with Greg Popovich. So they all put in a good word to get him hired in the first place. So that I mean, that tells you a lot as far as that right there. Even though he has a had a pretty short you know head coaching career, um, that says a lot about him just overall. Now, of course, I mean, you have to talk about some of the stuff that got him fired in the first place. We still don't know the entire story. It still hasn't been released. Maybe one day it will be, and I'm sure he's he's gonna have to answer those questions during the press conference. I mean, they're just they're gonna come up regardless. Um, but from a basketball standpoint, I mean, it, it's definitely was was a no brainer because it, it seemed like the Rockets knew that that's who they wanted. They they didn't even want to wait for Nick Nurse to bring in Nick Nurse. They that's what surprised me. They didn't even wait to get an interview with Nick Nurse. They knew that they wanted Udoko. He was available. He wanted to come to Houston, and the Rockets said, hey, let's make a move. And, I mean, you got to hand it to Rafael Stone. He closed this one out because even with all the issues that uh, Udoko had in the past, I guarantee there was plenty of teams that would, would had no problem hiring him and bringing him in. The Nets were going to bring him in, but it was right after all the stuff happened, and they were kind of skittish about doing that. But I guarantee there's a lot of teams that would have definitely brought him in um, – uh, or try to at least hire him as their next head coach, even with all the baggage that it may bring and some of the drama that you may have to deal with. Um, but hopefully he's you know learned his lesson. And like I said, maybe we'll hear more about what exactly happened because even to this day, we really don't know all of the details. So I don't want to speculate too much. But again, it is part of the hire. Um, but from a basketball standpoint, yeah, you can't, you can't, you're not going to find a much better uh, replacement um, or head coach to come in as your next head coach uh he spent you know, you know what kind of makes me excited too Lashard, is the fact that i know that he figured out how to win, win with two wings yeah they're bigger wings than what we have like yeah. we have jalen green and kevin porter jr right now and he had jalen brown and jason tatum and i know that sounds ridiculous and i'm trying to compare both of them to those guys right now but uh you know jalen green is, is 21 years old he's still young and then, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. Is, is still a young player as well. But the 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 moral of the story is I think he knows um, what it's like to deal with young star players, young guys who have like all the talent in the world. And he knows what to do in order to put them in the best positions to be successful offensively. And a non-traditional point guard as well. A non-traditional point guard. So like it's just like all these little things that um that you and, and see, here's the thing. Like, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I I wasn't really thinking much about um 
everything that 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 Udoka would bring to the table as the Houston Rockets head coach because I didn't necessarily yeah. really even think that he was an option. I knew he was. A, I knew he interviewed, so I knew that like yeah, technically he was an option. But I figured like if it came down to you know him having to choose between us and the Raptors, that he was you know he was going to Toronto. So yeah, um, but like I, I really love what he was able to do with um, Jason Tatum. And 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 Jalen Brown, I don't know if people remember, but it wasn't too long ago where people were saying that those two couldn't win together. Yeah, you know, they couldn't play together. Yep, they needed they to break them they up. Couldn't, they could play together, but they couldn't win together because they were they overlapped, right? And and what do we hear mostly in Houston about uh, Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr.? Their skills overlap. They yeah. play the same position. There's no way that this, that that this you know collection of talent can win together. You got to move off of this guy. This guy needs to be the sixth man. So, like, if, I feel like if anybody can figure out how to deploy both of those guys and that they in, in a way where they can both be successful, I think it's this dude. And I also think that um, the fact that he coached, you know, all-star level players and, and he coached the defensive player of the year uh, and Marcus Smart and he coached Robert Williams and guys like that, I think he automatically brings a respect to the locker room and these guys are going to have to listen. They, yeah. they, you know, he, he, he knows what he's doing. He was in the finals just last year. You know what I mean? So they, they can't be like, oh, this guy don't know what he's talking about. You know, I'm going to listen to my trainer. I'm going to listen to like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that was going yeah. on because like, I feel like some of these guys had like people who's been with them from day one and they're like, man, you know, Steven Silas doesn't know what he's doing, man. Like, don't listen to him. Do this. Yeah. You know, I think you can, you can't do that with, with M.A. Adoka. Yeah, and also another part of it that I don't know a lot of people thought about so far as the respect that he brings as a coach, that helps you in free agency. Because before, you know, the Rockets, we heard all the stuff that they were a train wreck, that the culture was bad, that this and that. And players and agents specifically listen to all of that. I mean, we we know some agents. We've talked to some a few agents, and that stuff sticks out like a sore thumb when it comes to whether they're going to, you know, suggest that their client goes and plays for the Rockets. And when you bring in somebody like Udoko who who has to respect, you know, who's just, like you said, brought a team to the finals just a year ago that has some of the biggest names in the NBA like Jason uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown vouching for his um, coaching ability. I mean, that goes a long way when you got other free agents coming possibly to the Rockets and kind of the elephant in the room is Jalen Brown. I mean, we've heard rumors about him maybe moving on from the Celtics and maybe not being happy there. And we all know that if he does decide to move on, it's going to be a ton of teams that's going to be going after him. So if you have that leg up where you have a, a coach that he definitely um, like playing for, that has respect for, that definitely can go a long way into kind of getting your foot in the door. Because before now, I mean, let's say they hire Frank Vogel, I mean, or they hire mm-hmm. an assistant coach or somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that really kind of – you know, sticks out for other NBA players saying like, okay, I got to go play for Frank Vogel. Nothing against Frank Vogel, but I just don't think he's that type of coach. But now you have that type of coach. And just to draw an analogy, we saw how that plays out in real time a few years ago with James Harden. He was like, I want to go to Philadelphia or I want to go to Brooklyn. And so we were were kind of, you know, like held hostage by his demands because like other teams knew that if they traded for him – well, he was going to leave in free agency. Yeah. So it, it kind of hamstrings you in that regard. If you're the team that's trying to move off of that player, we saw it with Kevin Durant, like he wanted to go to, you know, he had a hand, 
you know, pick list of, of teams that he wanted to go to. These star players, whether people like it or not, they kind of get to uh, choose their next destination to yeah. some extent. They get to maneuver. And so, like, you you make a, a great point by saying, like, yeah, maybe if we bring in a guy like Frank Vogel, maybe he does not have as much, like, pull in the free agency market as a guy like uh, like Yudoko or maybe even Nick Nurse or whoever else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm sure, you know, um, Coach Salas – I mean, Coach Salas, Rafael Stone. I'm sure all that kind of went into the thinking of, hey, you know, we bring in this coach. It's going to make my job a little bit easier when it comes to free agency because we all know the Rockets, whoever they get in the draft, free agency is going to be a big part of what they do this upcoming offseason. They they have to bring in more talent outside of just the draft because you can't go into another season. They have already said that they're not going to be the youngest team next season. One way if, you're, if you're James Harden, wouldn't you want to play for Yudoka? If you're Cam I mean, Johnson, yeah, you know, like, that, that's, this is a, that's another this, thing. This is a name. Like, this is yeah. a name coach. This is not like the second assistant or the first assistant on the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, like I said, I'm not trying <laughs> yeah. to be disrespectful to those guys. I'm just saying, I'm just speaking from a realistic, you know, perspective and point of view right now that, like, we – you know, the, the, where the Rockets are right now and, and where they are, like, as far as the state of the franchise, they need a name coach. They need yeah. a figurehead. They need a guy who the, um, the organization can hold up and say, hey, this is our leader. And I think that they accomplished that by bringing in this coach. And one thing I also want to say before before uh, we move on is that, like, Boston wasn't even good last year for, like, half of the season. And, yeah, you know, they, second half, they had to turn it around. They were struggling in the first half of the season. Yeah, so I kind of like the fact that he he did struggle as a coach. He did look like he was in over his head. And maybe mm-hmm. that, like, you know, they had some injuries and some different things like that going on as well. But, like, it's it takes a lot for a coach to not lose a, a locker room in the NBA as a, as a first-year head coach, right? So, like, I, I'm sure, like, some of those guys <laughs> were probably like, oh, man, this dude don't know what he's doing. Like, Brad Stevens, like, bring him back. Like, yep. you know, come, da- come back down here. Like, Pat Riley and coaches or whatnot and um he he righted the ship and not only that like I he led them to the NBA finals and there was a point in time during that finals against the Golden State Warriors where I felt like that they were going to win that series. You know, some things turned, you know, after a couple games, but like they looked really good and really competitive. They shut down the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. Um you know, Kevin Durant looked and, and Kyrie Irving, like they just could not do anything against the Boston Celtics. And yeah, they they have better players in the Rockets right now, but um, like these are just some things that I, I noticed just from like his his coaching style and making adjustments and also being able to deal with it at, with adversity that that makes me feel pretty good about the the selection. Yeah, another thing that um, people like Jalen Brown pointed out was that his defensive schemes, the way he was able to set up his defense and way he was able to come out with def- uh, defensive game plans each game was you know huge for that team and that was. I mean, of course, they have really good defensive players, but mm-hmm. you can have good defensive players, but if you're not putting them in the right spot, it's not going to matter. You know, I mean, teams are still going to be able to score against you. So that's another thing that sticks out that the Rockets absolutely need. I don't care what players they bring in. They need somebody that can really coach on the defensive end because as much as we talk about offense, the Rockets' defense was their biggest problem. They mm-hmm. could not stop anybody. They consistently gave up 125, 130 points a game. And I don't care how great of offensive players you have and how many three-pointers they, they made, even though the Rockets didn't really make that many. But <laughs> I don't care how many did you do make. If you can't stop the team on the other end, you're not going to win a lot of games because you're not going to be shooting 45% from three-point range every game. You, you have to be able to get stops. And I think that's something that he brings from – his days uh, coaching under Greg Popovich is that 
Greg Popovich is all about defense first. I mean, he don't care if the game is 80 to 75. I mean, as long as they win the game, that's all that Coach Pop worried about. And I think that same thing Udoka is going to bring to the Rockets is some like defensive toughness. Um, and I think that's I think you'll see a lot of that in their free agents that they bring in. May not be some of the top scorers in the league, but it's going to be players that can actually get down and play defense, sort of like a Marcus Smart or a Robert Williams, um, players that will actually go out there and make a difference on the defensive end. And I think that's something that um, – that's the main thing I, I like from the hiring. It's not really anything on the offensive end. It's that what he's going to bring on the defensive end um, kind of going forward. Uh, and he's and he's a former player too, Lashard. Like he, exactly. he's – he, um, I feel like he can relate with these guys on a different yeah. level just because he's been there and he wasn't a star player, right? So, like, there's a there's a difference. Like, it, it, he was kind of a, you know, a role player. I, I won't say he was an end-of-the-bench guy, but he wasn't always a, even a rotational guy either. So, yeah. like, he he kind of knows the, the grind, the hard work, what it takes to kind of get there and, you know, like the little nuances, things that maybe some, like, really – Good players don't have to worry about because they're so good. Like he he knows those things and and he's been around great players um with the Spurs. He's been around great players uh with the Boston Celtics. So that's just another thing. Like he he checks a lot of boxes. Like yeah. there's a there's a few like things, like you said, like the the off-court things that have to be a concern just because like um they just have to be. You can't ignore them. I I do yeah. feel like they vetted everything and they they felt comfortable with it obviously or they wouldn't have hired him, especially bringing him to a city where unfortunately we experienced uh <laughs> Deshaun Watson, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Um <laughs> golly. Yeah, like so like you can't yeah. bring a dude like that into a city where we've already been like traumatized uh immeasurably. Yeah. And so like I I feel like they did their due diligence. I think maybe whatever happened but Yudoka was just it, it was probably more or less who he did it with. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and yeah. and, and, and that is that, you know, kind of necessitated his his leave from the Boston Celtics. But um, like I said, like I think um he checks pretty much almost every box that you want to check. The only thing that I would say is that his head coaching experience is only has only been for his limited. Yeah. yeah. And so we really don't know what he is gonna do as far as like how does he hand, handle having a different roster? You know, we've seen uh, Frank Vogel coach different rosters. We've seen Nick Nurse have to adjust to coaching different rosters. We didn't get to see that with uh, Yudoka because he only had that one year with the um, with the Celtics, and that, that's really the only thing on court that I'm kind of concerned with. But everything else, man, I'm 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 really excited about it. Yeah, and just one other thing to think about is that. You, you you already know that players talk to each other. So I guarantee soon as Jalen Green heard the news, soon as Kevin Porter Jr. heard the news, Jabari Smith, they start reaching out to people on the Boston Celtics and, hey, you know, so-and-so, what's what's the deal with, you know, with M.A.? What's the deal? I mean, they already talking to each other, so they already kind of have the scoop on a lot of this stuff. And another thing that's going to be different next season is that the Rockets are going to be trying to win. So a lot of these players that are on the team now – that if, if some of the players don't buy in to the system, then they're going to be gone because the Rockets have a totally different expectation going into next season. It's not mm-hmm. just about developing and, hey, we want somebody to do this on the court and play well, and that's all we care about. No, they're trying to win. So if players don't buy in, especially with a new head coach on top of that, then they're probably not going to be here. So I, I just – I don't see any way where the culture is going to be, you know, uh, quote-unquote toxic like it had been this season because – one way or another, either the players are going to buy in or it's going to be different players um, going into next season. So 
the team that we see now is probably going to be a totally different team. And you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, there's guys on the team who I really like, but I do understand that, like, they may not be here. Like, yeah. Mangaruba may not be here. <laughs> Josh Christopher may not be here. You know, these are guys that I've been be supportive here. of throughout yeah. the season, but I'm realistic. And, you know, like, I'm a Houston Rockets fan, first and foremost. I'm a fan of those guys individually, and I'll support them wherever they go. Yeah. But, um, you know, the ultimate goal is to win a championship. And, you know, we got to take baby steps, obviously, to get there. We can't talk championship right now. We we need to talk, you know, play in, you know, maybe even playoffs. But uh, 25 you know, wins. That'd right. be nice. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, we got to get out of it. We got to win more than 22 wins. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I do understand, like, the roster is going to turn over. It has to turn over. They, they cannot win um, on the highest level with, with the way that it's currently constructed. Yeah. And just uh, one more thing before we wrap up the show, because we're going to make this a, a quicker show. It's kind of just going over, you know, the breaking news. We have another show this weekend where we're going to kind of uh, definitely go in more in depth as we get more information. And hopefully uh, we get a press conference by then. One way or another, we'll be out at the press conference. We're going to have it the entire video up on YouTube. We're, we'll be covering the entire thing. So definitely don't worry about that. Um, but one more thing before we go, how crazy will it be? Next season, opening night, if the Rockets have, let's just say, Victor Wimbyama, you have a new head coach in Ime Udoko, and then you have James Harden or Jalen Brown or both. How crazy will that that opening night be? You know, go from that roster to the roster we had starting last season. Man, people are going to have to block me on all social media <laughs> platforms, LaShard, because I'm going to be talking my, my, my stuff, man, like – we we've endured so much three years like today for example like anytime i say anything uh like some troll comes and it's like you're you're a houston rockets fan like like, you don't have a right to say anything like y'all can't even make the playoffs y'all won 20 games y'all been the worst team in the league for three consecutive years and like what do you say to that so like you know and like and and even um talking about making playoffs like draws attention from people they're like there's no way you guys are going to go from like being pathetic to making the playoffs but the the blueprint that you've laid out uh that is a potential playoff team in my opinion yeah like a lot of things have to go right but you have a coach you have a guy you know and if james harden is here who can set up everything he can set the table he can you know get the best out of these guys on the offensive end and then if you have a victor wimbayama out there who is going to cover up a lot of mistakes defensively as well. Like, yeah, I'm going to expect that 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 roster constructed like that, you know, is going to be competitive and have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So, yeah, it's night and day. And even like Jalen Green was talking about on his Instagram, I remember like going going into last season, he would say things like, yeah, it's going to be like a developmental year. You know, we're probably not going to win that much. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be fun, you know, stuff like that. He's not saying those things this time. He's saying, like, we expect to make make the playoffs. Usman Garuba went on Instagram today and said the same thing. Uh, so it's a mindset mindset shift, right? And I think that's one of the more important things that's kind of underrated and, and, and undervalued. You got to get these guys thinking bigger. You know, don't just think, oh, we, we may or may not win this game. You got to go into that game expecting to win, and I think that's kind of what we're starting to see right now. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it time after time that uh, teams horrible one year, they get the right free agents in. All of a sudden, they can turn around. I mean, it's the NBA. It's not the NFL or Major League Baseball where you have, you know, 11 players you have, you have to get on each side of the ball or you got to 
got to have a, a, a 22 man roster in, uh, in, in major league baseball, you, you know, you only need a few players to turn around an entire franchise. And I mean, it's a definitely a good start by having a, a head coach that I think pretty much any team that had to open it would have went after. And then the Rockets were able to pull them in and, Hey, it's a it's a huge get by Rafael Stone. I mean, this is his first test this offseason, and he definitely play, uh, passed with flying it. colors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's that's saying a lot. He said that they were going to move quickly. They're going to be aggressive. And that's exactly what they did. Um, we appreciate everybody jumping on, joining us for this uh, breaking news episode that we weren't expecting. We got we, a coach uh, today. Go. <laughs> we, we finally have a uh, coach, <laughs> and we can move forward. And once, like I said, once the press conference happens, we'll be out there. We'll have all the updates. We'll have it up on our YouTube page, a full press conference, and we will definitely uh, be back uh, this weekend unless something else breaks before that. <laughs> but we'll definitely be back on this weekend. You, though, before you close out, I just, yeah. it just feels so good to have an established head coach, man. Like, yeah. It just I, I don't know. It just it just feels like this weight was lifted off of me. I know like we're just fans and and you know we do this as a hobby, you know, for the most part. And yeah. you know, as 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 fans, we we're real like into like everything that goes on and everything like that. But to finally be rewarded with like this one thing, you know, we just yeah. wanted a coach and we we have a coach, and so now we just gotta wait for that uh that draft lottery on May 16th. Yeah. That's going to be the, the next shooter drop. Uh, definitely going to be going to go a long way to see what the Rock is going to do with this rest of the offseason. Um, like I said, we appreciate y'all joining us for this special breaking news episode. The Rockets have a new head coach. Uh, Ime Udoko is coming to Houston, and we will be live at the press conference. Again, make sure you subscribe and like the page, and we will check you out on the next episode of Rocket Fuel Podcast.